are going to talk about. Have you ever lost your footing? Maybe in the recent winter apocalypse you did. I have a story. Some of you have heard this story. But um, I think it was about four Christmases ago. And can you all hear me without this? Praise the Lord. I think it was about four Christmases ago. And I actually spent Christmas at Coach Bird's house. Okay? It's kind of a long story, but uh, she invited me over, and I ended up staying over there a couple days. And what that translated into was I just played video games with her kids for days. And I was terrible, but I had fun. Until one day, I decided, okay, Miss Davis, it's time to end off, so you should probably shower and get ready for the day. Now, it was 12.30 p.m., but who's really coming, right? We're on holiday break. And so I go to take a shower. Now, none of you have probably been to Coach Bird's house, but she's got one of those old school porcelain tops, like how they used to make back in the day. And uh, I very much am sloth-like in my movements. I'm typically never in a hurry unless I have morning devos and the clock is moving quick. And I'm like, Mario Kart up in here because I don't want to be late. But I go to take a shower and I step in and unbeknownst to me, there was some conditioner left on the bottom of that tub. Well, Big Bear right here went from up here to down here so fast, I didn't have time to say the name of Jesus. I didn't have time to say nothing. Me and all my glory goes, woo And bam, I hit the side of the tub on my ribs. And it's so painful, like it knocks the breath out of me. Now, mind you, I have the door locked because I'm at someone else's house taking a shower, right? And it just feels safer that way. Come on, y'all do that, right? So the door is locked. I'm laying like a baby polar bear in a snack-sized Ziploc in this tub. I mean, it's just big enough to contain me, okay? And it's kind of like this, okay? And it's cold. The tub is cold, okay? And I have no breath because it's excruciating pain. And all I can do is lay there and moan. This is what it sounded like. You're welcome. And that's all I could do. I couldn't talk. And so here comes Coach Bird, and she's fiddling with the doorknob, and I'm like, oh, no, I was in the shower. Coach Bird was about to come through, so I reach over. I grab the Polly Pocket towel, which is just big enough to cover the essentials, and she comes in, and she sits down on the toilet. And the sweet thing, she doesn't laugh. She says, are you okay? Oh. And after two minutes, I could finally take a deep breath, and I told her what happened. And she was so sweet. She said, do you need a hand up? I was like, no! This is already awkward. I'm not going to ask you to help me get up. Uh, And so I ended up bruising my ribs, and it hurt bad for several weeks. I mean, I couldn't take a deep breath. I was on pain meds. And, you know, it's one thing if you're injured and you have a cool story, right? Like, yeah, man, broke my clavicle in a championship basketball game last night. No big deal, you know? Yeah, totally broke my foot rescuing the grandma who was about to get eaten by the liger and the produce aisle at the grocery store, you know, whatever. But when you get injured from something dumb, that's just embarrassing. Like, Terry, you okay? Yeah, shower accident, right? I mean, that's like what 
older people experience. Not me, right? And maybe I'm closer to older than I realize. But I lost my footing that day. And I think that's what this year, this last year and a half, has really felt like for most of us, right? It kind of feels like we've lost our footing. One day it's wear a mask. The next day it's don't wear a mask. One day it's wear three masks. The next day it's be together. It's don't be together. And everything that has happened in the last year and a half, I think has impacted us more than we realize. Because things are difficult. Things that weren't once difficult are difficult. We're tired on the inside. We're tired in the classroom. We miss each other's faces, right? We miss seeing genuine smiles. We miss the, just being able to hug each other and hug our friends without it being awkward. Like, am I a jerk? I hug you, am I a jerk? I don't hug you, I don't know. This is awkward. This social distancing is awkward. And everything that, we, that we've lived through for the past year is actually the opposite of how God designed it. He designed us for community, to be in fellowship together. That's why when there's drama and y'all are mad at each other, it's so miserable. Because that was never God's plan. Right? We read a verse this morning in one of my classes that said, Be careful that you don't keep biting each other because otherwise you'll end up devouring each other. Be careful. And so this pandemic and this COVID and the school and the the spring break of 2020 that never ended, (laughs) it's it's been different. It's been difficult. And, And the one thing that I keep coming back to is this. Where is our footing? Where are our feet firmly planted? See, it matters where your feet are planted because where your feet are planted is where you walk and where you step from and where you live from and where you act from and and where you make decisions from. God said, I'd rather you be cold if you're not going to be hot because I can't stand the lukewarmness. One day you're here, I love Jesus. The next day you're here, I hate God. And and it's like you're walking a line, like you're riding a fence. And God said that that makes him want to throw us up. Where are your feet from the planet? Now, we played that game earlier. There was a point other than just to have fun, and I guess thank you that nobody took the picture of me because I can have my frame back. But it's easy to be led by our feelings. It's easy to be led by all the voices around us. No, Whataburger number two, right? Like, we're in it, man. Don't get that. I can tell you that's going to be janky, right? And the best one, nobody chose. But it's easy to be led by our feelings, and feelings aren't wrong. Feelings aren't bad. Feelings are actually a gift from God. It says in Psalms that actually God catches and saves every single tear that you and I cry, and he puts them in a bottle because they're precious to him. Feelings are real, but they're not always true. Here's an example. I feel like nobody loves me, right? That's probably something most of us, if not all of us in here, have said at one point, right? 
Well, that feeling is real. That's genuinely how you feel. You're not making that up, but that's not true. Because God loves you. And there are people who actually love you that you don't interpret their actions as love. Your parents discipline you because they love you. If they didn't love you, they'd let you run run amok and do whatever you want to do. Your teachers give infractions or maybe zeros because they love you. It's to help you learn to do better, to be better. Okay? And so today I want to talk about our feet being firmly planted and the faithfulness of God. Who can tell me what faithfulness means? Michael. Okay, good. Someone else? If we say God is faithful, what are we saying? Thomas? Yeah, God, exactly, right? God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Here's some verses. Exodus 34, 6. The Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who will love him and keep his commandments. Psalm 91, 4. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. 1 Corinthians 1, 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 2 Timothy 2, 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. What a gift. Did you catch that? It didn't say if we're faithless, God says, okay, canceled, cancel culture. These people don't have any faith. I'll just walk away too. Right? It didn't say that. It said even if you and I don't have faith, even if you and I don't believe, even if you and I have doubts and we have questions and, and, and we're kind of hung up on our lack of understanding about who God is, it says that God remains faithful. He's going to do what he said he will do. Second Thessalonians 3.3, 3, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Sometimes we are led by our feelings rather than our faith. Faith is a muscle that we exercise or maybe don't exercise. Emotions, again, they are a gift from God. And though real, they are not always true. I want to read today Mark 4, verse 35. It's a familiar story. It says this, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in a boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filled. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Hello? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it 
that you have no faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now what's the one thing the disciples forgot? Casey? Okay, yes. Michael? God, God is always faithful. Okay, Dawson? Uh, yes, you're getting closer. He said something. What did he say? What did Jesus say to the disciples before they got into the boat? Hey, let's go have a giant storm and almost die. Buckle up. Two tickets, please, for the Jesus storm boat ride. What did Jesus say? He said, let's go to where? The other side. The other side. See, the disciples got so focused on what was happening around them that they forgot what he said. And God is faithful. He keeps his word. If not, you and I have the biggest lawsuit on our hands. What are we going to sue for? A million sunrises, sunsets, star-breathing God in action, I don't know. Some of you are like, new pair of shoes, please. <laughs> new car. Later school to start. Later start to school. Jesus told the disciples, let's go to the other side. So the disciples get in, there's a storm. Jesus is asleep, not because he's indifferent or doesn't care, but because he knows the plan. He told them, we're fixing to go to the other side. So did the disciples already have what they need when that storm arose? Absolutely. And when they woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're dying? They totally missed it. See, what they should have said is, Oh, he's taking a nap. We're going. I'm going to take a nap too. Yo, Jesus, throw me that extra pillow. Got a kink in my neck tonight. See, you can't exercise your faith, my soul, if you don't know what God has said. Some of us, we don't know what God has said. Because the only time we pick up this Bible is every day when we do the pledges. I pledge. Wow. And that's it. You have the Bible right on your phone. And if you like me, you don't pull that up first, right? Oh, I got to mow my lawns on my game. Oh, I got to keep my streak alive. I got to see what my best friend is doing. Now I've got to see what the God of the world is saying. Right? We don't know what God says, not because God isn't speaking or we can't hear him or we're confused, because we're not listening, we're not reading, we're not looking. We care more about all of our social media feeds and our game updates and our best friend and the gossip from school and the chatter from the bus and all these things. We, we pour all of our attention and focus and effort into that and you and I have no idea what God says and not because he's not speaking, because we're not listening and we're not looking. Right? When was the last time you were hungry, you're starving after school, and you need a snack because dinner's like forever away, and you went and opened the dryer to find a snack? Probably never, and if you have, I'm concerned and we should talk. <laughs> when was the last time you put your phone in the freezer to charge? So why do you and I think and expect to hear from God when we're looking in all the wrong places? The disciples forgot what Jesus had said. God always, 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 always keeps his word to us. We can be led by our feelings, but they will always lead us astray. Or we can be led by our faith. 
Faith in who God is and what he has said. I've got to hurry. In Old Testament times, the people of God would often set up rocks as reminders of what God had done and how God had been faithful. And I'm just going to read one of them to you for the sake of time. Ebenezer, the song, um, Come thou fount of every blessing. There's one verse that goes, And here I raise my Ebenezer. Like, what's an Ebenezer? Shoot, I forgot my Ebenezer today. Well, here's what that means. 1 Samuel 7, 7 through 12 depicts the Israelites under imminent attack from the Philistines. God leads them to victory, so Samuel erects a large stone and names it Ebenezer, meaning the stone of help. Samuel recognized the source of their victory and publicly declared it by commemorating God's goodness in a permanent way. It ensured that the Israelites would not forget God's grace. The memorial stones made sure that all glory went to God, the illustrator of Israel's success. See, I've been holding this the whole time. It's actually quite heavy. Being careful, coach. And in my backpack, it's chock full of stones. They're heavy, and they're weighing down. But that's good. I like to think of it like an anchor. Scripture often refers to it as an anchor. Right? An anchor is important for a boat because if the wind and the waves start coming and things get out of control, no matter how huge and massive that ship is, no matter how powerful that wind is, that anchor is going to steady it. I remember when I needed a job. And before I even knew I needed a job, guess what? God called me. Actually, Cornerstone called. And six months later, I would start here. It was all him. I remember when I needed a new computer because my old computer was fried and and I can't work, I can't write, I can't research and study without a computer. And one day someone called. And you know what they did? They gave me a brand new MacBook. I remember when when I was a little kid when my brothers needed to go to college, but we didn't have money. The youngest of seven, we were the family that the church adopted every year so we would have Christmas. It's been like that my whole life. And my brothers wanted to go to school, but we didn't have any money. And so my mom, every single day, made us pray. The first two weeks were fun. After that, got real boring. I mean, how many times can you ask the Lord to do the same thing? Dear Jesus, please help Peter and Paul win the competition so they can go to college. Because, see, there was this huge competition. It was called Bible Bowl, and people memorize large sections of the Old Testament Scripture, and you get quizzed on it. And it's, it's really fun, and it's really cool. But my brother seen actually made it all the way to Nationals. And it happened in Missouri, and I'll never forget that moment when they walked. I said, wow, look at what God did. He, he kept his word, and, and my brothers got to go to college for free. Full-ride scholarships to the private university of their choice. I remember when I needed healing, and I prayed. And not only did I pray, but I had friends pray. And God delivered and answered. I remember when I first quit drinking and doing drugs, I lost all my friends. I walked away from everything, and I was lonely, and I prayed, and I asked God for friends, and God brought me friends. I remember being tempted by the same sin over and over again, and it didn't matter what I did or who I told. It had a grip on me, and I couldn't break free, and I prayed, 
Man, I prayed and oftentimes with tears and I would say, God, make this sin disgusting to me. And I remember the day that he did that. See, it's not that God blesses me more than he blesses you. It's that I keep record. I keep track. I constantly remind myself of all the ways that God has provided for me and taken care of me. One more story. This was a couple years ago. I was working security at HEB. I used to ride the little pole block mall cop. And I used to make people mad. So I tell them, sir, you can't park there. And one day this one guy got real mad. He's like, what are you going to do? Throw me in buddy jail? So I've been like, yeah, you can all use buddy bucks to bail out and I move it, buddy. <laughs> but I wasn't that quick. But I was so stressed because I didn't have money to pay my mortgage. I needed $500. Was behind. I didn't have it. I couldn't work any more hours. Nobody knew about it. Nobody. And every time I was scared or anxious, I would pray. I, I would remind myself of the truth of God's word, where it says that God is our provider and He takes care of us. And how much more valuable are we than the birds of the air? And I learned to turn that fear and that worry and that anxiety into prayers. And then finally, one day, I was like two or three weeks late. I'm paying my mortgage. I walked in, and I was embarrassed. But I was thankful that God helped me. You know what the lady said? Ma'am, your February mortgage has already been taken care of. I said, I'm sorry, that, that can't be. I haven't been here to pay it. She goes, no, it's been paid. Guys, nobody, not one single human, not my best friend's sister, knew I was behind. And nobody knew where my mortgage was. Who did that? God. And what happens when you and I consider and remember all of the ways that God has been faithful to us, our faith muscle grows. Right? And it gets easier to walk by faith and not by sight. And we feel encouraged and we feel strengthened on the inside. And then all of a sudden, God gives us opportunity to encourage others. When they're feeling overwhelmed or scared, we can say, it's okay. God has you. What has God said? God is faithful. Maybe today is the day that you need to find a rock. And you need to write on that rock what God has done for you. How has he been faithful to you? Have you remembered? Have you written it down? Have you thanked God for keeping his promises to you? We can be led by our feelings, but they will always, always lead us astray. Or we can be led by the faithfulness of God. Who he is, what he has said, and what he has done for us. And that will anchor us. When you're anchored, things don't blow you like they once did. I'm like, yeah, bring it, devil. What you got next? Because you have no idea what's coming. I ain't playing around no more with you. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I have the power of Jesus Christ inside of me. I have resurrection power inside of me. And the same is true for you. What is your rock? How are you remembering? Let me pray. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for how much you love me, care for me. And God, even when I have been faithless, 
when I haven't done what I needed to do or been who I needed to be, God, you were still faithful. You kept your word. Every promise is yes and amen for me and for them and for all of us. And God, I pray that today you would remind these students of all the ways you've taken care of them. You've loved them. You've carried them. You've healed them. You've delivered them. You've provided for them. God, let it be something real for them. I I pray that they would be so inspired that they would go find a rock and write on it what God has done for them. And God, may they never forget. God, bless these students. Bless our friends that are traveling back today. Keep them safe. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.